Uh, I was just saying to Paul, when I was getting myself, kind of getting my head into the service this morning, I thought, oh, I don't want to take my big Bible, it's too big. So I went and got my little Bible, and then I couldn't read the print because it was too small. (laughs) Okay, all right, we're at that point of life. I can read it like here, but no. So welcome to church this morning. Um, I feel quite privileged today because if you've been reading the plan during this week, you would at some point have read John 17. And you'll know that that has a scripture for the whole year. And that's where I've landed in my preaching. So I feel quite privileged that the whole theme for the year kind of sits with me. So not entirely, but yeah, (laughs) no pressure. (laughs) So scripture for the year is John 17 verse 8. 18. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So that's what I have been pondering in uh, preparing this message. I want to tell you just a story from my childhood. I grew up in the church, grew up in um, one of the more traditional churches, and I'm not, not sure why. Our church used to often have visiting missionaries that would come to the church. I don't recollect that anybody from our congregation ever went as a missionary, but we seem to have a lot of missionaries come and speak. I think it was, you know, in that church there was kind of quite a social justice um, uh, focus and they often used to have um, missionaries and, you know, give money, you know, it was often promoted to give money to missionaries and that. And as a young country kid, that kind of impacted on me But I think I kind of had this idea as a young child that that idea, I have sent them into the world, meant that as Christians we were supposed to go off somewhere. And that was the concept I held as a child. And for a, a little country South Australian kid, being sent into the world probably meant like Africa. Like that was my idea that if I was going to really follow God and follow that scripture, I was going to have to go to Africa. That was kind of my little kid idea. So when you reflect on that scripture, what comes to your mind? When you when you read that and it says, I have sent them into the world and them is us. I have sent us. We have been sent into the world. What does that mean for you? Um, Now, my parents weren't missionaries, so I'm not quite sure exactly why that sat that way, but that was the way I thought as a child. So I've reflected on that and um, thought, well, I need to investigate this a bit further. My message today, then, is called Sent with Intent. But don't jump... Don't jump to conclusions about what that means. I want to actually unpack a little bit about what actually this scripture means when it says that we've been sent into the world. So I was considering that, and in John 17, um, Jesus prays for himself. It's actually one of the really special prayers in the Bible alongside the Lord's Prayer. John 17 is one of the places where there's a whole, the whole chapter basically is a record of a prayer of Jesus. He prays for himself, he prays for his disciples, and he prays for all believers, which includes us. So, and it says, as you sent me, Jesus, into the world, I have sent them into the world. So that's verse 18. Well, who was sent? And I thought, well, let's actually think about scripture a little bit. And besides Jesus, Jesus says I was sent into the world. Well, are there any other examples? So, don't try to go to these scriptures, because I'm going to run through a few people, but I looked up some biblical examples, the ones I could think of. Who in the Bible has, you know, kind of got sent? Well, the first one that jumped to mind was Jonah. 
And Jonah chapter 1, we meet Jonah. In verse 2, it says, he was, uh, it says, go to the great city of Nineveh, and he was sent to Nineveh to warn the people. And that's verse 2. Verse 3, it says, but Jonah ran away. So perhaps not the best example of being sent, because uh, he didn't go. <laughs> um, but he, there is, eventually he does get sent. So I guess sometimes we can think, mm, well, maybe there is something around being sent that doesn't quite work. So maybe not the best example. Let's think about somebody else. Uh, Moses, all right? So Moses, Moses in Exodus chapter 3, if you read all of Exodus, you can read about Moses. Long story. But God does send Moses to the Israelites, and he says, uh, he says, I uh, say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. So he has, I, I am means Yahweh. So Yahweh sent Moses to the Israelites. So he was sent by God. And very long story, he ends up advocating for his people, um, uh, for the Pharaoh. You know, there's all the 10 plagues and they run, they escape out of Egypt, cross the Jordan, blah, 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 blah. All right, long story. But Moses was sent to the people, okay? He was sent. So another example, and he, he was an advocate in that. Uh, another person that was sent was Joshua. So Joshua, oh, um, I didn't write the scripture, but I think it's Joshua, isn't it? So Joshua, <laughs> Joshua chapter 1. Um, so he was sent into the promised land. So he followed on from Moses. Moses didn't actually ever reach the, the promised land, but Joshua was sent. And um, God specifically said I, that he sent him and to be strong and courageous. So um, he had to go in, he, he went against kind of the popular opinion, which said this, this is a great land, but there's scary giants and things there. But he actually pushed through that and entered the promised land. So he was sent into the promised land. And then connected to that was um, Rahab. Now, Rahab was a prostitute, but she was sent by God as well. Um, I guess sent, placed, she saved Joshua and his men. So that was part of the story of Joshua. And I think there's a important message there that God can use anybody so so far we've got Jonah who eventually wasn't immediately obedient but then did eventually do as he said he sent and gave the message we have Moses who advocated he was sent to advocate we have Joshua who was sent to be brave and to leave the people we have Rahab who saved the men but came out probably you could question her background but I think it says that God can use anybody so that if you're sitting there thinking, well, why would I be sent? Because you don't know what I've done in my past. Well, think of somebody like Rahab. God can use any of us. There are lots of other examples. Um, Jeremiah, look at the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was very young, and yet God sent him. Abraham was very old, and God sent him. Uh, the Samaritan woman in John 14, um, she ended up meeting Jesus at the well and um, went back to the sort of... I guess she couldn't say Jesus sent her, but she did go back to the village and the village listened and the village became believers because of her message. We don't even know her name and yet God used her. Now, there's a cultural thing around that in terms of the reason we don't know her name and the, the, patriotic, the patriotic society that they lived in, but still, God can use anybody, right? Anybody. doesn't matter your circumstances, doesn't matter. You, you can't be too young, you're not too old. It's not doesn't matter about your past. God can send anybody. So you could think, oh, well, God's not going to use me. But there are lots of examples 
of um, ways that God has used different people. So whatever your age, your personality, your skill set, your level of education, your past, God can send and use you. We are all sent. And that's what that scripture says. It doesn't say I'm going to send some of them or a few of them, or I'm only sending the disciples, I'm only descending the religious ones. It says, I have sent them into the world. It's just like, them means everybody. There's no, no um, conditions on that at all. Well, what does it mean to be sent? So chapter, um, in chapter 17, verse, sorry, yeah, verse 17 says, let me find it. So chapter, chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. I don't know if you had the scripture up there, but it uses that word sanctify. And I kind of get to those words and go, well, it's kind of a religious type word. What does that actually mean? And I think the first thing that comes to mind about being sanctified is something that is kind of purified or for, used for a special reason. Uh, one thing that comes to mind in the church is that we usually, usually, particularly if you go to a more traditional church, like a Catholic mass or a, a formal communion service where they have a liturgy that goes with it, they will sanctify the bread and the wine for communion. So it's just acknowledging that this has actually been purified and it's actually for this purpose. Um, we talk about the fact that Jesus sanctifies us, but it's kind of one of those words where you go, well, what does that actually mean? So it does mean to purify to something, um, to set it apart, but Jesus said that we are sanctified as well. And he says, for those who believe, uh, yeah, in chapter 20, it said, oh no, I'll come back to that. Um, sanctify in Greek means hagiadzo. I've written it down phonetically. <laughs> it means to set apart and dedicate to God's purpose. So that's what I meant about the wine and the um, bread. The bread and the wine are set apart. So we are set apart to be sent. We are set apart for God's purpose because when Jesus died on the cross, he forgave us for our sins. He rose again and we then are sanctified. We have been purified because that act purified him. And through that, we have been purified as well. We know our sins have been forgiven. So we know that we are sanctified. And so we are sent because we are sanctified. But that's not it. It doesn't stop there. And this is the important part of sanctification is that it doesn't just mean that we are purified. It also means that we are equipped so when we are sent, we are equipped for the purpose for which we are sent. Um, in um, one of the, re one of the um, theologians that I sometimes read, um, read from when I'm preparing a message is um, a guy called Barclay. He wrote some books a long time ago. But he's a, he was a biblical so scholar and his theology is really solid. And he wrote that um, sanctification also includes being equipped with mind, heart and character for the task. All right? So we're not just sent and dropped and left, but we're actually prepared and equipped 
for whatever it is that God is sent, sending us. Hence the tagline for today of sent with intent. So God has purpose for us in what he's sending us to, but he also will prepare us for it. For that, And I think that's where the little child thinking I was going to be sent to Africa, that's where the fear comes from, that you're going to be dropped into Africa and deserted and I, like, what would I do? I've got no clue. But And that's where we can be afraid sometimes when we read a scripture like that and think, well, what's God going to send me to? All right? I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not educated. I'm not worthy. Right? But we need to be reassured that God will prepare us for whatever it is that he's going to put before us. So we will be equipped with the qualities that we need to carry out the purpose for which we are sent, right? for our commission, for our, for our mission, whatever it is. For the person that we are sent to, we will be prepared. Part of that, I, I thought part of that preparation is why we come to church. I don't know if you've heard about that, kind of heard that phrase of as Christians, we gather and we scatter. We gather together so that we are enriched and we grow and we are um, firm in the scripture and we have people who challenge us to um, let things go. So we, there's a reason we gather together, yeah. all right? But we gather because we then scatter, because we then are sent. We go out from this place to whatever purpose God sends us. But then we gather again because we need to continue to meet and be um, strengthened within whatever that purpose is. So we gather, scatter, gather, scatter. Right? That's why we come together every week. So we are sent with intent. Well, the next question, I guess, is who is God going to send us to or for what purpose will we be sent or where will we be sent? There's all those sorts of questions that can kind of um, go around in our mind. And I guess an example, I was just thinking of my own example, which I guess is my recent one of feeling um, that I have been sent and that's with my current job. And I might have shared some of this before, but um, I am a leader in an educational setting and I'd been working at a school for quite a long time. I'd been in a leadership position for many years in that school and was just getting a bit unsettled. But over a period of five years, I was applying for jobs and getting knocked back and getting, you know, another application, knocked back, another application, knocked back. And over many years, I was just, it was really getting to point, it was really, I was really struggling with it. I was almost at the point of going, I don't even know why I'm bothering because the emotion of going through an application, applying, seeing yourself somewhere else and then being knocked back was really emotionally starting to knock me down and feel like, well, I don't think I've got anything beyond where I am now. And yet I wasn't happy where, well, no, I wasn't unhappy, but I was unsettled. I felt that there was another another step in my career. Um, and then a job opportunity came up. No, before that, I remember in one of those job um, interviews, I got an interview and I was um, interviewed at a, uh, um, a nice school in Adelaide that is in a nice green leafy suburb with lots of Mercedes that dropped the school kids off and like so kids that were very well to do and very um, it was a really beautiful school it would have been a lovely school to look at to, to work at the, the well it was a nice school to look at yes yeah, very nice school to look at uh, but it was a it would have been a really nice school to work at the kids would have been really nice it would have been very very well resourced but I remember sitting in the actual waiting room and picked up a brochure off of the um, table and was flicking through it and went, 
these kids are so privileged. Like there was an artist in residence for the year and there was something to do with connecting with the spacemen in the space station. And like that, those sorts of things cost a lot of money. Like I know how much money you pay as a school to talk to the person in the space station and, and going off on these STEM activities and, you know, these, and, you know their camps weren't just, uh, you know, up to Nanyara at Belair. They were to France, like, you know, I'll, I'll go there. Yeah, please. But, um, but I just, there was, what just sat on me is these kids are so privileged. And I thought, is that who I really want to serve? Now, they need teachers in that school. And I'm not, it would have been a great place to work, but it didn't sit with me. There was this moment where I suddenly thought, I, I haven't been sent to this school. This is not me. This is not where I belong. I, now, I didn't walk out. I still did the interview, but I didn't get the job because I clearly didn't very, do a good enough job. But... Um, it wasn't long after that that another opportunity came up at a school that is a lot smaller. It's in the western suburbs. Lots of people pay me out for the suburb that I work in. Um, but it is a beautiful school that needed me. And I, and I actually took a lesser role in terms of, like, I, I didn't get more money. I got less money to go to that school. But they did meet me part way because they knew that I would be a good you know, I would bring some new things to that school. Now, I'm not bragging, but my boss says, to, every time I have my meeting with, my regular meeting with her, she just says, I am so glad that you are here. God has sent you. And it's really affirming to feel like I am wanted and needed there, but knowing that I am planting into a different demographic of kids and a different social group in society and bringing something to kids who aren't privileged um, but they are getting just as good a quality education as the kids across the other side of town because of the commitment of the staff there. And they don't get a trip to France, but they are still getting good quality trips away somewhere, okay? And they are still going to get to university. One of their old scholars came back the other day because he's doing medicine and he was wanting to come back and talk to other kids about doing medicine. So the kids there are doing really well. They just don't come from the same sort of level of family but I really feel that I have been sent to that place now that is that comes out of my um, qualifications it comes out of my experience as a teacher it comes out of my passion for education it comes out of all of those things that I have been equipped for and it's over a long period of, of time God was preparing me for we pre prepared me for my previous job but then he prepares me for the next job so we are uh, we are sanctified and equipped. It's not like being sent has to be this thing that's outside of who we already are. Right? God will send us from the capacities that, that we have. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to be challenged and we're not going to be moved on. Right? God, what did God say to Joshua? Be um, strong and courageous. Right? So we will have to be those things in whatever God has before us, but it's not going to be so far out of our realm that we are completely uncomfortable and just go that is not me so he works within who we are so that's where we are sent with intent but we're also sent with the equipping that we need and the beautiful thing is that that is Jesus heart that we are equipped he's not a God that just dumps us in things it is his heart that we are prepared for this and I won't go through the whole passage, but earlier in John 17, the other scriptures say that um, he prays for his disciples and he prays for the fullness of joy. 
He prays that they, he says, I've given the word, which means I've given them the, we have the Bible, which also is part of our equipping. Um, He prays for protection from the evil one. And that's protection from the devil, from sin, from destruction, from the the evil in the world that might take us out. So praying from, pray protection from this um, evil one and prays for sanctification. And then when he prays for all believers, he prays for unity as well. So it's his heart that his people are equipped for what they need to do. I think the final thing is, and perhaps I, I could have the band come up and join me again. In that, in that um, scripture, Jesus talks about um, the glory of God. He talks about him being glorified and also about God being glorified. And we have to remember that the reason we are sent is that we are bringing God's message. We are telling others about Jesus. Um, We sang the song Witness this morning, and it says, I have seen it, let me witness. And there's another line to that. Um, Let me just, I'm not good at, I'm a musician, I don't remember the lyrics. Um, Oh, how can I stay silent? I have seen it, let me witness. So remembering what we have seen, that we are sharing that with others. That's why we go out into the world. On your chairs this morning, you have this little sheet. If you haven't got one on your chair, there's just find one around. There there's should be one on most chairs. Because I didn't want this just to be a message where you just hear, oh, that was a nice message, good reminder. It's something where I want people to actually be proactive. Now, you won't necessarily do this now, but I am hoping that even as I challenge you on this you are thinking about to whom have are you sent or into what situation are you sent or is there a big picture or a place that you might be sent to now somebody there might be people here where it is your passion that you end up being overseas and that is the passion of some people mine is in my my part of my job is is education but there are other things that I'll write on this as well there's individual people that I'll write on this so my challenge is that you think about who would you write down here that you take it away and write down three people or a person in a couple of situations to to which you feel that you are currently sent you might already be working in this space or maybe that's a future challenge maybe God's putting a new person on your heart and that you put this in your Bible somewhere, put it up somewhere where you can continually pray for that situation. It would be a really good thing to bring to connect groups and as a connect group to talk and share what these, about what these things are and pray for each other in those circumstances. You're probably already praying for some of these things. So write them down and record them. So that's just my challenge for this morning, that you think about who are those people or situations to whom you are sent. And it might change over time too, right? That situations change, people move in and out of our lives, right? So it's not like it's one thing forever. It will evolve over time. So as it says in verse 18, as you sent me, so that's Jesus saying, as God sent Jesus into the world, I have sent them. That's me. That's you. That's us into the world. And there's just one other thing that I would quite like to just share. This has just been on my heart since last week with Greg French. I think Greg talked about who we are and who we be. And that's that's a really good foundation because that's part of the equipping. 
So if you haven't had a chance to listen to Greg's message from last week, listen to that one as well, because that's part of our equipping. But I just remember last week, he a specific prayer, because it's, it's close to my heart. He prayed, um, had a message for, I think it was Julie, I think um, about a family member that wasn't saved. Um, one of the people that was sent in the Bible was David. David became King David and there's lots of things he was sent towards but one of the things that I read that I hadn't a perspective on David I hadn't really thought about is that part of what he did was raise a son who became an amazing king King Solomon was even a more amazing king than King David All right he was a very King Solomon was very wise he was a very godly man he actually became very rich as well um, and he came he, was, he became that person because of what David planted into him as a father. So sometimes we are sent because we are parents and we're going to plant stuff into our children. And so I want you, just if you have ever felt that, well, really, I'm not sure that God has ever sent me. I'm just a mum or oh, I'm just a dad. You don't know how powerful that gift of parenthood might be. So it's just on my heart to pray for the people that, that are close to us. So your person that is sent might be somebody close to you. Um, so it might be a family member, particularly if it's children. Sorry, as I said, this is close to my heart. Solomon knew God because of what David did. So he he made sure his son knew God. He made sure his son knew how to worship. He planted the word of God in his heart. And that's what you are called to as a parent. So one thing you could write down is that you are sent to your children and you are sent to be that um, guide for those people. But sometimes those people move away from us, whether it's a brother, a sister, a child. It might be a parent that we know that doesn't know God. Um, I would like to just particularly pray this morning for those people. So could, I, could everybody stand up? And could, if you have that handy, just hold the card in your hand. So I hope everybody has at least one person or one situation in mind. And if that person is somebody that is close to you in your family, it might be a partner, child, parent, sister, brother. Can you just raise your hand if you have somebody like that? Could you look around? If there's somebody near you that's got their hand raised, can we just reach out to those people? So other people, just have a look. If you might like to move next to somebody who's got their hand raised. And I'd just like to us as a congregation to gather around those people and to pray for those people. So Father, we particularly lift up today those people that we are sent to that are close to us. Father, those family members that we know that do not know you yet, Father, that we are praying for. In some cases, we may have been praying for a long time, Lord. Father, we pray that we pray for their salvation. Father, I thank you that these people feel sent to them. Father, it may be that there might be others that are going to be sent to them that will be the the catalyst that brings your message into their lives. Father, we pray for breakthroughs in these situations. 
the name of Jesus, we call for breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you know these people as well, that you are with them, that you are equipping us and you are equipping others to bring the message to them. And we pray for that breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It may be that today, I get, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if everybody here knows Jesus. We are sent in the world to, to share the message of Jesus, but we need to know Jesus first before we can do that. So we, can't, we never let a Sunday go past in this church without actually just checking that there isn't anybody who would like to actually meet Jesus themselves for the first time. So just, you know, Jesus came into the world. We're heading towards Easter special time in our church and that is because it's the time when we acknowledge and celebrate in a special way what Jesus did for us that he came into this world for our salvation in in chapter 17 Jesus prays for his disciples and then he prays for believers and he prays for those who will come to know me because of the disciples that's us we know Jesus because the disciples were faithful and they were sent. They were faithful and then that has carried down 2,000 years of generations so that we are here and we can know Jesus. That's the power of this message, that over 2,000 years through people, people are still talking about Jesus and what He's done and that's why it is worth considering in your life. So I'm just wondering if there's anybody today who would like to meet Jesus. If that's you today, I won't, we won't, I'll just ask that perhaps you come up afterwards and there'll be somebody here that can talk you through that. But if God is uh, speaking to you about that, don't let today go past without actually meeting Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for all of us. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus prayed for us and through the obedience of the disciples and all the generations between then and now that we know you. Thank you, Lord, that you have purified us through your blood. Thank you, Lord, that you equip us to go out. Father, I pray for each person here today as they think about who those people and circumstances are to which they are sent, that you will re um, reveal those situations to them, Lord. Father, that over time we can reach out and having heard your message, Lord, that we can share it with others, that we can be the witnesses that you have called us to. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.